Dungeoneers! Welcome to Apply Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that I cannot believe is not butter. Seriously though, no butter here. None whatsoever. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined as always by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here. I'm just going to skip over him really quick. (gasps) Janelle's here too. Janelle, did you know that your husband actually put butter in my bed after last episode? Uh, maybe, because he definitely didn't get a ride for me, and I definitely didn't help him buy that. So, no, I I didn't know. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. I was not expecting. I I thought he was joking, and then then it happened. Yeah. How how did you get that out of your hair? I mean, what? What? You put it in your pillow? I mean, no, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. (laughs) Oh, no. I thought my hair felt a little weird today. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll probably be nice and oiled, and it won't be dry. It'll be buttered. It's fine. Just keep going. He'll find it sometime when it starts to smell bad. Well, Nate's here, too, chowing down on a whole stick of not butter. Of course. It's a giant stick of cheese. Oh, that's like butter, but made differently. It's like improved butter. (laughs) So what kind of cheese is it, Nate? The only good type of cheese, aged 1,000 years, so it's literally just crusty, nothing but pure sour. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh. Never mind. I did not want to know what kind of cheese it was. Alrighty, well, Joel's here as well, and uh, I think I'm going to give him a quick moment to introduce this episode's sponsor. Well, this is all kind of uh, awkward, Josh, because you were going with the not butter thing, but our sponsor today is Lando Lakes. Uh, altogether better is their tagline that's trademarked so i think we're gonna have to talk about how you make these intros because um i don't think they're gonna like this that was a huge oversight on my part Um, we're not sponsored by them we're not sponsored by them just FYI. <laughs> no, we are. We are. Let me get out Stop of my, it, Joel. My, uh, hold on PR here. PR nightmare. Joel, where, where are the notes? My, the notes? I've got the notes right here. Um, okay. Why would you give him the notes? Well, I'm not giving him the notes. Uh, no, I've got, talking to Josh. I've got my own copy. I've got my own copy. Lando here, Lakes is on. the largest butter producer in the United States. <laughs> what are you Shoot, doing? I've got, I've got, I've got a margarine smudge on that part. <laughs> what? I had a margarine smudge on that part. I couldn't read that Josh. part. Damn it. Lando Lakes produces premium butter from Stop, all American dairy. Stop this. <laughs> this, is a, this is a sponsor. No additives. Stop. You're just reading off like AJ, their backline. AJ, stop it. They're paying for this. No, they're not. You're your PR nightmare. Stop it. <laughs> Josh, move on before he gets sued. <sighs> well, I guess that uh, that sponsorship is bust now, so um, I'll try better for next time. Try butter for next time, but keep going. Well, Janelle, I had another pun to go with because because uh, of the theme, but now you just made it sound even weirder. So uh, good, you're well, welcome. Finally, guys, we have AJ. Butter, get ready. He's churning for adventure. Janelle already used that pun. (laughs) (laughs) And I was going to use it first. (laughs) 
That's fair, <laughs> but apart. it was covered in margarine, so I couldn't shit. read the notes anymore. So I don't know what to tell you, man. Hey, guys. I'm here. Thanks for the intro, Josh. Yeah. Lando Links, Inc., <laughs> one of America's premier agribusiness and food companies, is a member-owned cooperative Stop. with industry-leading operations that span the spectrum from agricultural production to consumer foods. With 2018 sales of $15 billion, Lando Lakes is one of the nation's largest cooperatives, ranking 212 on the Fortune 500. Where are you reading this from? Is this, like their is this their Wikipedia? This like... is the material they sent to me. Oh, okay. Stop. This isn't a thing. We're not sponsored by them. You can't, can't just keep saying this. And now, 2022. Oh, no. The butter is coming. Sponsored by Lando Lakes. No. Oh, my not God. You Sadly, we are not sponsored by Lando Lakes. Thank you. I am. Jeez. <laughs> J- P- apparently, Joel is. <laughs> Just Joel. Oh, God. Uh, well, anyway, oh how are you guys God. all doing? Have you guys all had a wonderful week so far? Yeah. Yeah. Better every day. <laughs> Daniel, no. <laughs> you know, Josh, I had a great week because every morning I woke up. <laughs> no. And had a nice piece of toast covered in Lando Lakes premium butter. <laughs> well, I guess that uh, that tie-in was uh, marginally, marginally better. I don't know. Butter. Shut up, AJ. <laughs> I can't believe what a great intro this is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me try that one more time. I cannot believe what a great intro this is. Oh, hey, hey. Oh, well, Hi, you guys butter get ready because I'm going to give us a quick recap and then I'm going to spread butter all over the slide and we're going to slide back into the action. Butter me up. I'm trying for an adventure. Woo. He said it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> So last episode, you guys leveled up. We followed our adventurers around as they kind of uh, rested over the course of three days and trained their minds and bodies in their free time to become better, stronger people. And you guys also went to the uh, the shop between worlds where you picked up some new spell scrolls, some potions, some questionable potions, and overall just had a really good time. So now we are ready to jump back into the meat of the adventure as our intrepid heroes determine their next course of action. So it's a a standard late spring day. The sun is high up in the sky, shedding light across the fields of your beautiful vineyard, kind of uh, lighting everything up in a beautiful green display. Our adventurers are sitting around a table in the dining room of their home. It has been well cleaned and maintained by Jasper the butler and his uh, friend the inanimate skull that he carries around with him. There's a nice lunch set out and you're getting ready for the next phase of their adventure. So it's on to you guys now. Well, Gunner has some cheese and crackers, of course. (laughs) 
and I think currently he would be negotiating with Fio because he wants a little bit of salami on there, but like he knows that Fio is a huge brute, so he's trying to get Fio to share without Fio taking all of his crackers. <laughs> Fio, why don't you just let me slice a little bit off, and then I will determine how much cheese you get. Why do you get to determine the cheese? Just because you do the fromage thing, I mean, uh, that, that doesn't make you lord of the cheese. Sure, maybe you stink like it, but I don't think you get to, oh. dis- to, to, to decide who gets to cut the cheese. Well, first of all, you cut the cheese most of the time. I walked by your room. And second of all, uh, the reason I get to decide how much cheese you get is because if it were up to you, you would give me a little bit, a little tiny piece of the smoked meat, and then you would eat my entire veal of cheese, which is unacceptable. Because you eat too much dairy. When was the last time you went to the bathroom, huh? I'm All trying right. to help you. So I think while they're arguing, Laszlo is on the other side of the table with Vez and Aegon. He keeps uh, shooting glances at the other two, but he's trying to talk to his companions so what's your plan plan uh uh we have a plan do we i mean i just sort of figured that we would do some recon maybe so we don't just go and die i know rich coming from me but like i'm trying to think out some things now and when we do this recon to the elven camp i mean Who do you think should do this, Aegon? Like, I mean, I guess I'm signing myself up because I'm the one who came up with the idea. And also I can like, you know, pretend to be an elf. But like, who else do you think should come? Should we all go? Well, I don't know that it would be a good idea for for me to go. I'm not exactly the most nimble and sneaky person. Uh, Perhaps you could speak with Jasper. He... He seems to like deceiving people. I mean, I th- that's a fair point. Jasper, can you come over here? Put, can, put it, can, no, put the rag down. Come over here. We have a question for you. Yes. How would you feel going with me to scout out the camp with all the elves who tried to kill us earlier? Also, who we befriended, sort of, in the I'll tavern. I'll be busy. Oh. Um... <laughs> Would you be willing to lend someone your ring for a little bit then? No. I have a date with the necromancer. Lazlo's <laughs> uh, like, Lazlo's like, Jasper, you know we could really use your help. Necromancer, baby. Date. I'll make you a deal then. You go with me to just, we're just doing recon. No fighting. We gather the information. We come back. And then we go to the necromancer right after that. Oh, you're so persuasive. I totally agree. Okay. That was actually weirdly <laughs> easier than I thought. <laughs> I like how condescending Jasper got there. <laughs> <laughs> so is that an actual yes or are you just being mean? As long as you keep your promise. She looks at Aegon and Laszlo. You should probably keep your promise, Viz. <laughs> okay, well, I was just saying if Yeah, I agree. I agree with Aegon. <laughs> okay, well, then we'll keep the promise. I just wanted to make sure that plan sounded okay for you two. I mean, I'm I'm going to I'm going to stay here. It's up to you guys. I guess that's fair. Aegon, you and I are the ones who get hurt the most. So, d- d- how are you feeling? <laughs> well, in this situation, I won't be in danger. That's also fair. But the, for the necromancer thing. <laughs> oh, well, 
That'll be fine too, I'm sure. And and don't worry, if if you get hurt, just have Jasper drag your, your body back and I'll, I'll fix you right up. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. I do have a potion. But Laszlo does bite in and he says, well, shouldn't you all at least go part of the way just in case something does happen? Of I mean, course, Laszlo. Like, like, you know, this, this whole thing with um, elves attacking people on the road like wasn't a thing when I when I was here five years ago. Like, that's something that recently happened. And uh, if you notice, there are not a whole lot of elves in the city. There used to be way more. So I haven't had time to go out and investigate much. Maybe I can do some, like, passively. But for the most part, it just seems like maybe they all left. Mm. So, I mean, I'd be careful. Like, it might just be, like, a legitimate settlement, too. Like, I'd watch yourself. You don't want to start, uh, you don't want to spark an incident. Well, no, that's why we would, like, hide. And, and if it is a legitimate settlement, hopefully that would make it easier for us to just sort of blend in and not, you know, be very calm, not cause any issues. Just be on the periphery. Uh, Gunner, Theo, thoughts? Are you two settled in your salami cheese? Let Were you listening at all? What you, stop no, it! I said, come on, just share it, you stupid... So I, I think in that moment, Gunner accidentally like pulls the board and it just like flings all the salami and cheese on the floor. Oh, look now what you've done, you big oaf. I swear, Gunner, you call me an oaf one more time. You're going to know what that word means. Oaf. And then Gunner starts running. <laughs> oh, you little. Duo jumps up on the table and grabs a kitchen knife and starts running after you. <laughs> no, Duo, no, bad. No, no, no. Oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> he learns too Is he quickly. Gone? Uh, Is he gone? No, but I think. <laughs> Tuo, come here. Come here. Can I have the knife? Oh, thank you so much. You're such a good boy. I have the knife. Sit down. <laughs> did you guys did make a mess in my house? Uh, Gunner did it. The light dims <laughs> just a little bit uh, when Jasper walks in and asks that question. <laughs> The sun shines a little bit less bright. <laughs> Gunner practically teleports to the floor. He's like, oh, oh no, of course not. That, that would be ridiculous. I was I was just picking this up. I put up. my foot on your head and push it down to the ground, and I'm like, oh God. don't mess with the house. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Theo, help me. You're on your own, dude. <laughs> then I go back to cleaning it up. <laughs> Whew. That was close. Uh, um, Vanessa, what, what did you need? Um, I was thinking about going and doing some recon with Jasper, and um, then we'll go do the necromancer thing so that he'll join me. But you guys would go like most of the way, so yeah, that's that's the deal. Oh, what do you okay. say? So it'd just be you two going ahead alone? You guys would go most of the way, and then would yell for help. If we needed it. But the point is to not. The point is to not make ourselves known. Okay. We're just doing recon. Well, if we if we need to get back in a hurry, like if things go really bad, you know, it's good to have a backup plan. We could, oh, we could use the, the, the Portobello Portal Bell. Yeah, actually, that's a great idea. We should, we should set that up. Cool. Could, do you think like, like basement, you know, like where, where mushrooms tend to grow and put in the back there? You mean in the cellar? Yeah, that one. Uh, uh, Fia, you realize we have like tile in the basement. Oh, 
Well, don't worry. I get like a hammer or something. I can bring that up. Really we can easy. just well, no, put no, it no, right no, outside no. the back door. We can just do it right outside. It's fine. What if like a pig eats it though? Pigs like mushrooms and stuff. They could, you know, one gets loose one day and suddenly. Do no we have portal. any pigs? No. But no, I, I'm just, just saying, it happens. A few. <laughs> we'll just do it outside the back door, okay? Phil oh, has okay. a point, though, Vez. Wild pigs roam all around the countryside. Eh? I have an idea. Why don't we take, and Phil, I'm sorry, but I, I don't think we need quite this many buckets. Why don't we take one of them, fill it with, with dirt or something, and then put that in the basement and put the mushrooms in there? No, it's fine. Mushrooms need to be planted into a fairy circle. As per the item description. So it'd be a re- it'd need to be a really big bucket, really. Okay. Well, I, I couldn't remember. <laughs> no, it's okay. The back the back door is fine. I just, you know, I'm cautious. It's all. No, I mean, that's fair, but we have to make it big enough so that everyone could fit through it. And she kind of looks at you. That could be challenging <laughs> in, a, in a small space. Oh, okay. I'm too muscly. I know. This, this chiseled form is too much for mushroom circles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more like too many rocks in your head. <laughs> Gunner? Gunner mutters to himself. But <laughs> oh. I didn't say anything. Uh, you're mumbling. No, I wasn't. Anyway, and uh, Laszlo comes up. He's like, so, do you guys even know where you're going? Uh, no. North. Wherever Mouth, Meowth you told us to go. Uh, he did draw on the map, right, that you got? Yes, he did. So yeah, you guys do have a map that tells you how to get to Deer Hemens, which is the, the big stone doorway. And uh, you know that there is a, an elvish settlement near there. Coolio. I think maybe we should, um, I don't know, Josh, how, how far out of the way would it be if we paid Meowthew a visit before we were off? Not very far. It would only take you about an hour to get to him, I think. No, it would only take you about 20 minutes, I think. That's the rule I set moving from area to area. Let me look at the map real quick. Yeah, it'll only take you guys about 20 minutes to walk down the road and into the, like, outer edges of the city. I mean, I think it'd be worth it. I I think he might have some... Just kind of get any last insight out of him before we go off. Could could save our lives. Or or he might just say hello. Either way, I think Gunnar's excited about it. All right, so yeah, you guys finish up your lunch, and Jasper finishes cleaning up the... uh, Salami and cheese, and you guys make your way over to the uh, the cozy corner. And, up, up, uh, up, 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 but we do the portobello thing before we do that. Okay, so you guys oh, go yeah, out yeah. into the the backyard and you sprinkle the the powder from the bag. And they do spring up immediately into a nice uh, ring of portobello mushrooms, much like a tastier version of what you would uh, find uh, find out in the middle of the forest. And you make sure you have the bell with you so that when you make your second one, you can ring it and teleport back here. And you guys set off for the cozy corner. Josh, one thing. Uh, right before they leave, Vez just kind of slips Laszlo a letter and asks him to deliver it while they're gone. That's it. Okay. it's like, oh, Vez, what, what's this? Oh, just riding home, keeping everyone up to date. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I, I can send that out. Thank you. Now we can go. Sorry. Okay, well, I, I, just, I wanted to give you some time if you wanted to elaborate on it, but we can move on. All right. So yeah, you guys get to the inn, and you're greeted by Meowthew, who greets you with a very enthusiastic, Hello! How are you guys doing today? 
Meowthew, it's so good to see you. Gunner, it's good to see you too. Are you uh, here to check in your weapons? Are you heading back into the city? Or are you just here for a, a meal, a drink? Uh, well, uh, honestly, uh, information, oh, as it okay. turns out. Yeah, well, we, I'm, we I'm wanted... really good with information. Oh, I know. That, that's why we had to stop by. We, we wanted to know if you knew anything else about this um, uh, this giant door, the Dear Hermens, I, I, I think you called it. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know much about the that place specifically. All I know that it's uh, it's a very important place for elven kind. I, I presume you're familiar uh, with with the story, but maybe your maybe your friends aren't. But those of you who don't know, and he kind of looks at everyone else. Um, the elves crossed over into our world about a thousand years ago. You know, it's not necessarily a, a well-known thing, except uh, further north. But when they they crossed over, there were cer- certain sites that they held sacred because it was uh, potentially their way to return home. And uh, from what I understand, Deerhamins is a a similar place. Why, why are you asking? Is is it about the brigands? You said that? no. He, you know, I don't think you told him about the brigands. I, I don't remember if we did because well, I think we, all um, that Theo said was just that like hey it, like just eyeballed the guys saying that they were brigands basically like implying it heavily but he, I don't think they told him about the actual incident okay so, did okay. Meowth so you he, see the antler thing <laughs> from, probably from not Gunner. he was probably busy oh. busy working <laughs> uh, but he's he's like uh, well but I'd be careful um, like a couple years ago most of the elves in the city left following uh, Glamir up to the doorway and they haven't really come down since like we get the occasional group come through normally for a a drink or a meal or maybe they they stop in if they they have a job in town for a few days but for the most part they keep themselves pretty secluded and uh and he kind of leans forward you hear rumors that sometimes people go in and they never come out whether it's elves or something else i'm not sure but I'd be very, very careful because they might not be friendly to outsiders. Gunner also leans in. Well, th- thank you for the tip. Your your breath smells like cheese. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, uh, th- that's because I, I eat too much cheese. Anyway, thank you, Meowthew. I appreciate the information. Well, we did stop by for information, but I know that's not your job. Here, v- why don't you take... um? H- how much is uh like six drinks? Oh, no, don't worry about it. I give information oh. freely. Ah, oh, come on, Meowthio. I can, I can help an old pal. But, but, what do you want? No, no. First of all, we're not old pals. We're, we're just, you know, this is a business relationship right now. I wouldn't, I don't, don't, don't get too excited. Don't get any ideas. I'm not doing any, any favors. This is like something I do for everyone. So, like, you know, cool your horses a little bit. <laughs> I've, no, I've known you for like a few days. Gunner has this like kind of, eh, like kind of uh, confused look in his face. He's like, uh, uh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, apologies for being uh, presumptuous. Well, we'll, uh, we'll be on our no, way. No, 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 nothing personal. Just remember, I'm, I'm an innkeeper. I deal with a lot of people, and there are a lot of people who come in and try to take advantage of me by, uh, by, uh, by acting like that. You know, typical charlatans. But it doesn't work on me. Not that I'm saying you are one. I'm just, I'm saying, just give us some time. Let our, let our. Uh, Relationship, uh, I don't know what, what, what's the word, uh, ferment for a little bit uh, before we uh, before we start going into stuff like that. <laughs> All right, well, um, I, I guess we're off. I, goodbye. All right, farewell. He, he waves his paw at you guys as you guys leave. 
Gunner, what what happened, man? I thought we were friends. I don't want to talk about it. Um. Okay. Did you get a? I mean, did you get acquaintance zoned? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not a big deal. Not talking about it. But apparently, sometimes when people go to to this door, they they never come back. So we should be careful. No, you just gotta try harder. Okay. Well, so it sounds like it's not like a like a war camp or anything. It sounds like it's just a, a kind of like a settlement thing. It seems relatively nonchalant. So I I think you guys ought to be good going in. Looking to Vez and Jasper. I mean, we can hang on the outskirts or something. Uh, we should be relatively safe, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could also pop in for maybe an hour. I. Uh, oh yeah, your brother's in there. No, not <laughs> Theo. I I wouldn't go in as myself. I killed one of them, so that would be awkward. Um, I would use a little wave of my magic fingers and disguise myself. Oh, okay, that works. It's a, it's a thing I can do, but only for an hour. Let's see. So we're gonna have to go on foot, though, right? Because I don't think horses can fit through the the portal. Yep. So I hope you're ready to pull the cart. No, we're not taking the cart, Gunner. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay, well, I hope you're prepared to carry me. Uh, fine, whatever. Let's just go. <laughs> Gunner just hops on Theo's back. Oh my god. <laughs> Hup. <laughs> All right, so you guys uh, set off uh, down the road. You kind of leave. Uh, well, before we start going off too far, uh, I first need to cast a spell. Oh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh boy. Phantom Steed as a ritual. Oh my god. <laughs> yes! Because <laughs> I can't bother to walk like you peasants from place to place. God dang it. All right. So, yeah, you pull out your spell book um, and you're <gasps> able to cast your Phantom Steed spell. I cast it as a ritual, and a, this giant steampunk-esque like horse just comes galloping out of the ground and bursts up with gears and just wheels turning everywhere. Its legs don't even move; it just has like these little roller wheels going. Jasper, <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> what's happening? Do I kill it? What's what's going on? What's its name? Is it Betsy? Its name is Giraffe. <laughs> it's a giraffe. <laughs> it's a giraffe. You almost say a steam-powered giraffe. Yeah, that's where I thought that was going. <laughs> and so, yeah, you you cast the spell, and this uh, gorgeous steampunk stallion erupts from the ground with uh, clicking clockwork parts and the occasional burst of steam. And uh, as you're casting it during this uh, ten minutes, the Gutenberg, your spell book kind of uh, changes shape into a uh, crow or raven, I forget which one it was um, shaped out of pieces of parchment and the whole time it's fluttering around and like coming up to your ear and saying, oh well you know if you cast a spell with a slightly different pronunciation here yeah, well, you could give it a longer legs and give it a longer stride, but I'm just giving some advice, I'm not saying you have to do it that way but uh, offering a little bit of advice. Excuse me, it doesn't even have real legs. It's got wheels. It just well, stands I, I, there, I, stiff-legged, and rolls. Well, but I know, but, but but autonomous wheels will never catch on. They're just not as efficient as legs. 
<laughs> Jasper, I agree somewhat, just... but Darleks have proven otherwise. Jesus. <laughs> oh, fine. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just a spell book. You know, whatever. It's not like I know anything about magic. And he folds himself back into a spell book. <laughs> have we seen this happen before? With the no, I think this is the first time Nate's actually... Uh, <laughs> used a new spell since getting his his book that's beautiful i think fio is just like flabbergasted again just like jasper is that a is that it's a big chill things are like alive now the book that's you're good right you're good no we're not heading to the necromancer of course i'm Uh, not good okay so you're good okay god people need to like say what their stuff does because otherwise i freak out okay i do magic now don't freak out. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of looks so shocked, but he's being sarcastic, of course. All right, so you guys uh, continued on the road. Jasper is riding atop his wheeled steampunk horse, and you guys kind of go back the road that you took to get into the city and the valley, you know, kind of up southwest of the city. And uh, you go for a while, and before you get to the bridge where you had fought the brigands, you take uh, an off, like a road off to the side and you kind of wheel your way to a settlement that is at the edge of a thick forest that kind of starts and begins to like climb its way up the sides of the mountains that make up the border of the valley. It takes you about a, an hour or two to get to, the, to the, that edge of the valley. I should have asked this earlier, but do our cl- can we have like said that we make sure our clothes fit in with what we've seen so far? Yeah, you can. Yeah, okay. I think you can do that. You guys have a change of clothes. So yeah, uh, this you know this this isn't the Elven settlement because the Elven settlement's like further up. Like actually, you have to go up the mountain mm. a bit. Um, but this looks like it's the last non-Elven settlement um, before you get into the forest and start making your way up the mountain cool yeah that's that's a good idea to make sure that we don't stand out too much we don't drag too much attention in general you know we don't want to look like nobles or anything yeah so matching their clothing as best as possible and then when they're out of eyesight of others is when vez will start trying to come up with a disguise that looks simultaneously like a lot of the elves they've seen but not specifically like any one elf so that she's not like mimicking somebody yeah. in general but she looks like she belongs I if think that, that makes works. sense I mean you could probably drop a few coppers uh, at one of the, the homes in this area to buy some clothing because there are there's a mix of humans and elves living in this village like mostly humans like probably about 75% uh, but there are some elves living there because like I said it's like the, the closest link between the, the two societies cool so yeah, and then what does Jasper do? Does Jasper refuse to dress down, or does he get a costume? It's not dressing down. He's still wearing his fancy clothes, but instead he just uses the sky self. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so he can just make them look grimy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not gonna sully his skin with such barbarity. His metal skin. Yep. <laughs> how much gold he has on it? Yeah. Uh, so and I think Gunner's gonna do the same thing. I think he's gonna. Because I, I think Gunner is, is determined to be the um, ki- ki- kind of like uh, the second string in this plan. Okay. So you guys uh, kind of prepare yourselves and then you start to set out from the, this little village. 
but a uh, a young boy, probably no more than like ten or twelve, comes running up to you and he says, "Oh, I'm sorry, uh, sirs and madam. Uh, are, are you planning to uh, go up the the mountain?" Who's asking? Oh, just me. I'm. Uh, just want to make sure that you're safe. Uh, the mountain is a is a dangerous place if you go uh, without any preparation. Uh, they said they're 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 uh, they're dark spirits in the forest that protect the elves, and if you uh, don't bring a gift, um, things go very badly for you. But luckily for you, my father sells such gifts um, <laughs> mm-hmm. that can be taken for your protection. Is is that right? Yeah. Do they also mm. have a fertility charm? Um, no, that's, that's not what I was talking about. Um, but if my father apparently does, because there are a bunch of us, like kids, I mean. Is he human or is he elven? Uh, he's a, a young human boy. Okay. I think, um, hmm, I'm trying to think what I want to do here. So Gunnar is pretty sure that he's he's just messing with them. But he's trying to figure out a way he can get a, a free trinket out of this. <laughs> of I, course. I think Gunner's going to say, Well, you know, I'm a very I'm a, a, a well known traveler. I think um you know, if if you if your father would be willing to part with one of those charms, if I make it through this journey, I'll be sure to tell everyone what a wonderful charm it is. I mean if you only knew what kind of influence I bring to certain communities, oh I, think, I think this would be a, a very fair compensation. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you give me a persuasion check? Yeah. Persuasion or deception? I think te- technically you're not really... Lo- well, I don't know. I, I think this would be a persuasion because technically you could very seriously do what you're saying, whether you intend to or not. Like, I don't think you're lying about being a traveler or being able to survive things. So it's up to you, I guess. Okay. Well, Gunner's not bad in persuasion. He's definitely better in deception. So I think you're trying to persuade him to give you a free one, I think, is what's going on. Okay, yeah. Well, I, th- I think that's fair. So you're, yeah. you're being deceptive, but too persuade. Uh, well, uh, I mean, I guess, you know... I, I probably could have used this role later whenever something's trying to, like, rip my heart out or whatever, um, but that was a natural 20. Woo! <laughs> plus four is, uh, is 24. He's like, oh, okay, well, uh, yeah, sure, I've actually got one right here for you. And he digs around in his, uh, his pocket and he pulls one out, and uh, it, it just looks like it's a little, like, hawk skull with some, uh, like lines chiseled into it, like uh, not runes, but like uh, like swirls and patterns, and they've been filled like with a uh, kind of a green, like a lime green dye, and then there is a collection of various colored beads, red and blue, um, kind of going out a few inches from the from the skull, and he uh, passes it up to you and he says, "It's a, it's a charm to protect you from the forest guardians." Gunnar very gingerly takes the. Uh takes the charm from him. Thank you, young man. How, uh, how w- kind w- of you. Would any of your, your allies be willing to buy one as well, possibly? Because you're you're protected, but uh, what about them? What about their safety? Oh, I want to be safe. I, I need one. How much is it? Uh, how much do you have? Um, uh, Theo, I mean, no. How much is the uh, how much is the charm? 
Uh, um, d- uh, d- 10, no, 15 gold pieces. 15 gold pieces? That is, I... a, that is a lot of money. Uh... Probably, more, probably more than this kid's family has ever seen. But he's looking at you guys. He's seeing uh, your weapons and like how you carry yourselves. <laughs> and he seems to be getting really excited. <laughs> we don't have that kind of money. I mean, I'm flattered that you think we do, but do you think you might be able to give us a more reasonable price for that? Oh, okay. okay. F- 15 silver pieces. For a trinket for each one of us total, well, that, right? Each, no, each, one, each one is f- 15. I mean, we could do 15 for all of us, if that would work. Uh, uh, no, they're not they're, they're not cheap to make, and my, my, my dad said that if I, if I sold them cheap again, uh, he'd whip my butt, and I don't want that, so... Well, Bez, we can't let him get whipped like, on his butt. Could that, we do that two, two trinkets for 15? No, no, f- 15 each. I'm assuming 15 is still a lot. Yeah, like for... that's uh, about 150 real world dollars. Based yeah. An approximation, <laughs> but like not. <laughs> it's it's expensive, but. I'll hand him the 15 silver and move along. Well, Jasper, oh, whoa. He goes after Jasper and he gives Jasper uh, a very similar charm. Um, but instead of a hawk skull, it looks like it's maybe a, like a rabbit femur or something. Like the, the bones of a small animal, but with the little carvings dyed in. So Thank tell me you. more about these forest spirits. What what do they do? What are they, you know, why is it so important to be protected from them? Well, because uh, you're, uh, if you go into the forest um, without a charm, they, they, they're very liable, liable to uh, rip you to pieces because they, they don't like people going in their forests. What do they look like? Or how, how do others defend themselves if they don't have charms? Because I know some people are able to get through without charms, but... What makes you think that? Because there's a whole settlement up there. Well, yeah, but those those are elves. Yeah. So how do they get yeah. past the forest spirits? I don't. I don't know. Do you know anything about the settlements up there? Not not really. <laughs> just just like my stories, my dad tells me. How did your dad get? How did he know to have a forest spirit protection the first time? Oh, uh, he he knows magic. Oh, what type of magic does he know? Um, uh, like forest magic. <laughs> I see. Uh, is he like a druid or? Now a... that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, what type of um, what type of magic is put on these charms? Do you know? Has he showed you? Um, no. I think he called it a defensive word, no, defensive ward. He said. Is that a real spell? <laughs> it's not an actual spell. Like he's. He doesn't. He doesn't seem like he knows entirely what he's talking about. Gotcha. Does anybody know or have any kind of ability or spell or something that actually lets them like a detect magic type spell? Well, there is the spell detect magic. So if someone has that, they can do it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm asking. Identify. <laughs> I mean, I have identify, but I don't know that that. I guess I could. Yeah, actually, it would work. Okay, well, yeah, I think um, I think maybe Gunner walks over to Aegon, and he's like, uh, Hey, um, how you doing there, Aegon? Oh, I'm doing quite well, Gunner. Hey, uh, so, so there's this kid who's trying to scam yeah, us. Yeah, so I, I, I'm I, here. I hear the whole thing. Right, <laughs> but I, I know that you, you're... You're pretty good when it comes to figuring stuff out, y- y- you know? I wouldn't say that, Gunner. 
uh, well, well, I did. <laughs> oh. Could could you could okay? And and Gunnar whispers in his ear. Can can you tell if there's actually magic on this on this thing he gave me? I'm pretty sure it's just something he made of stuff that he found out back. Well, Gunnar, uh, I would, but Joel forgot that. Apparently, the identify spell requires a pearl worth at least 100 gold pieces, which he didn't have me buy. (laughs) So unfortunately, I can't actually do identify right now. (laughs) Well, that really sucks. Hey, you know... I will say this, this would have been the perfect time to use it. Cause it would have told you guys. It would have told you guys if these were magical or not. <laughs> hey kid, oh I got a question. Got any pearls? Well, well, I got mine. If if, if if you decide to get one, that's that, that's up to oh, you. No. But I'm sure that my my patron will protect me as I venture through the forest. Yeah. Okay. I think Theo, uh, just he's sweating a little bit because he's actually a little bit afraid of this because he he knows the woods have not been kind to him and, and everything lately. So he's gonna uh, he's gonna swallow hard and he's gonna just he's gonna take out the fifteen silver. See? Okay, uh, I want one too. Oh, okay. Well, you will not regret this purchase. And okay. uh, he passes uh, one to Theo, but he gets like a a bigger one. It looks like it's made out of like maybe a. Uh, a raccoon skull or something. Whoa. Okay, this is kind of cool. Okay, and she just gives him the money. <laughs> Peer <laughs> yeah, pressured he... into buying this. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, gets one for Vez, and it looks like it's a uh, maybe like a uh, like a fox paw with all the bones like kind of uh, bound together, laughed together. She, out of the corner of her eye, looks at Gunner and just kind of puts it in her pocket. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I think Gunner's too busy talking to Aegon to notice. If your father punishes you, don't worry. Just let me know. I'll take care of him. <laughs> oh no! Boy. I think with all the money I'm bringing in today, I don't. I don't think he'll be upset at all. Glad to hear. How about your? How about your? Uh... And he, he looks kind of scared when he looks over at Aegon. Has red skin, tail, and horns, and he just kind of clam- clams up and stops talking. <laughs> Don't worry about me, young one. I'm, I'm protected by by the gods, the sovereign. Uh, 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 okay, Satan. Um. <laughs> all right, well, a you... rude child. Uh, yeah, and, 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 Gun- and Gunner marches over to him. That is a priest of of the sovereign church. You will. Apologize to him. No, he, he's a devil. Can't you see? Gunnar, don't worry about it. He's fooling your mind. <laughs> and you're the one trying to sell us trinkets for the woods. Do you see how hypocritical that is? No, the trinkets work. Yeah? And you know, you've tried it. Uh, I have I haven't. And he's still looking at Aegon, and uh, he's starting to back away a little bit. <laughs> well, I think if... He makes it to the forest without a charm, then I think you, you're you scamming us. I think the only way that you can convince me to complete my side of the bargain is if you loan one to him. No, no, I already gave one away for free. I can't do it twice. <laughs> no, but he, Gunner, he'll, he'll Gunner, I don't need one. Okay. <laughs> Gunner walks away and under his breath, he's like, you little punk. Don't you think it would be more interesting, Gunner, if they do work and we get into some kind of trouble out there in the forest? 
<laughs> because I didn't take one. Well, I don't think yeah. interesting is the right word. I think dangerous is a better word. I think entertaining. Okay, so Aegon's going to be the, the control. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> We're applying our dungeoneering. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, before we get scammed into buying anything else, let's go. <laughs> so are you guys all wearing your trinkets, or are you guys just carrying them? I think Theo puts his on, like, if there's, like, a necklace thing with it, because it's kind of big, he's just going to put it on his chest. I think, yeah, I think Gunner puts it on um, one of the short swords he has on the side. Or I guess now he has his falchion. So he has a falchion to his right and the short sword to his left. He puts it over the um, the hilt of the falchion, kind of dangles inside. Okay. Fez leaves it in her pocket, but she, like, has a hand on it, but keeps it in the pocket. What about Jasper? Puts it in his pocket. He doesn't want his disguised self to be revealed because of a trinket flopping around. <laughs> that's that's smart. That's smart. Okay, so Fio's the only one uh, who actually is actually wearing it. Okay. Alrighty. So you guys um, trot along the the trail out of the village, and you start making your way through the the thick forest at the foothills of this mountain, and you begin to climb as the road kind of slowly moves into more of an upward slope and kind of winds its way through the forest. So it's going to take you guys a few hours to get there. So it's not necessarily a short journey, but it's one you can easily make on foot. And it's not necessarily the distance. It's more just the terrain you're working against. Like, you feel like if you had brought your wagon, it would not be able to make it up the this mountain. You'd have to go by foot or on horse. Uh, but the further you get in, the kind of quieter it gets. You uh, hear less bird song, see fewer animals running through the underbrush. And the tall pines almost seem to loom taller and taller over you, uh, casting kind of a dark green shadow across the ground as you make your way through. So as you're making your way up, you start to get a weird feeling, like a, you know, like when you're alone and you feel like you're being watched or you're being followed, but you never see anyone or no, like actually prove that that's the case. It's kind of what the adventures are feeling now. You feel like you're not alone, despite the silence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely think Gunnar's starting to... Gunnar's a little braver than he used to be, but I do think he's kind of quaking. He, he's, he's shaken up. He's shaken a little bit because he doesn't like the ominous atmosphere. This reminds me of hunting in the forest, which I don't like. <laughs> Well, which part? The, the the getting there or the waiting around? Or are you talking about a different, different kind of hunting? Are you... No, Theo. It's, it's the quiet. I don't like the quiet. Yeah, it's kind of eerie. I didn't want to say anything, but it's it's been kind of weird. That kid might be right. I hope not. So you guys are making your way through these uh, kind of natural terraces. You don't really have to, like, hug the sides of these short rocky outcroppings because there's like a good 10-15 feet of walkway for you before you get to like a, an edge um, but as you go forward and kind of wind around you get to a point where it looks like some of the rock has caved away and fallen to the ground uh, 20 feet below and has left this big gap but luckily some, it looks like someone has built a sturdy wooden bridge across this gap so that you can still 
make your way across the trail. Is there any indicator that lets us know that it is sturdy? Like when we, when we come up to it, can we like, I, I think Gunner's gonna like kick it a couple times, like just stomp his foot on it. Just be like, well, that's sturdy. Well, here, real quick though, I wanna, I wanna say before Gunner kicks it, um, <laughs> I'd like everyone to give me a perception check. Oh boy. Oh, As you guys approach this bridge. Yeah. I got a 10 even. 17. I got a 9. 12. Uh, what Fio, Fio, Fio got a 17, and Tuo Ooh. got a 6. Okay, so everyone except for Aegon and Tuo um, see something. As you guys approach the bridge, you kind of look down over the, um, the edge, kind of down the short 15-foot cliff, and at the bottom you can see that there are five horse-sized wolves about nine <laughs> feet long with your heads coming oh about up to their shoulders. Uh, they all have, like, paint on their fur, almost like their fur has been dyed into, like, swirls and shapes, uh, kind of similar to what you saw in the charms, except this is much bigger, like, big, thick lines of paint across their fur. Um, and all five of them are curled up and sleeping at the <laughs> bottom of this like uh, small gorge. And you look across and you can see on the other side, there is a series of uh, smaller platforms and terraces that looks like it'd be very easy for them to climb up on the other side of the bridge if you accidentally awaken them. Without a single word... Gunner puts his arm out to stop Aegon from walking forward <laughs> and simultaneously p- takes the charm off his hilt, puts it around his neck, and just thinks in the back of his mind, that damn kid. hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.